Welcome back to TDR's Dairy Automation Talks. I am Ruben Almada, and this is episode number four. Today, we have a special guest with us, and that guest is Steve Sweet with Laley North America. Steve is the FMS manager for North America with Laley. Thank you, Steve, for joining us today. Glad to be here, Ruben. So um, last week, we were all together at the Laley Care Conference, so this kind of spurred some conversation to get my podcast back going here and get a chance to talk with a lot of you Laley people. Um, so it's good good to have you, and thank you for agreeing to come on today. Um, well, why don't you get us started? Give us a little bit of background on yourself, you know, your your dairy background, like where you, if you grew up on a farm, that kind of stuff, and then kind of go into how you ended up at, uh, at Laley and and where you're at today in the position you're at today. And I'll jump in here and there are some other questions probably. Okay. Um, yeah, I grew up on a dairy in central Michigan. Family ran dairy. Um, after that, went to Michigan State, wound up in California, uh, finished up at Cal Poly, worked for a large dairy in California for a little bit. Um, Post-college, came home, back to Michigan, worked for a large dairy nutrition company. Mm -hmm. Kind of got tired of the corporate game there and, and went into becoming a private consultant uh, until I joined Laley. Okay. And did you join Laley in the current role that you're at today, or was it a different role, and, and how long ago was that? No. Um, I actually joined Laley in 2017, and... In 2017, Laley was actually looking for a large herd FMS specialist. So somebody that was going to work with large dairies, large robotic dairies. And what is, uh, excuse me, but what does Laley classify large robotic dairies? How does that, where's the cutoff from large to small? I mean, we grew up, you know, from California and you being coming out here sometime, we think of large dairies, thousand cows plus, right? Yep. Uh, it's kind of where we think about what's Laley with a rope from a robotic standpoint classify as large. So at the time, a robotic standpoint, um, they called it Dairy XL. And that mm -hmm. was anything over eight robots, so roughly 500 cows mm -hmm. in the automated world. Right. That's how they viewed a large robotic dairy was eight plus. Okay. So, yeah, I, I was hired into that role and spent a couple years in that position and then primarily supporting FMS. Uh, at the dealer level through the Midwest. And then uh, two and a half years ago, I was promoted to manager of the department of all FMS in North America. Okay. So you cover and are have direct reports that are the regional kind of people that I deal with from a day-to-day -day basis. Like we had Katie on, on on a previous episode, who's my direct contact from an FMS standpoint. So you have other people like her across the, across North America, right? Correct. So Katie's on the FMS team. Uh, and on that team, I oversee we're from coast to coast, US, all of Canada and Puerto Rico. Okay, so there's some farms down in Puerto Rico, too. Uh, there's a couple dairies in Puerto Rico and seeing a lot of growth in like the calf sector, seeing a lot of columns pop up. down. Puerto okay, Rico. interesting. Very interesting. How about in the Mexico? You know, we, we don't talk too much about that. But are they are we seeing any robotics in astronauts heading that way or or not not yet yeah that's it's an emerging market for all latin america so mexico brazil chile argentina and really when you think about the Lely structure that's another what we call cluster so mm -hmm. north america is a cluster latin america is another cluster so okay. we do we support 
Um, cluster to cluster, absolutely. Everybody on the FMS team, uh, it's a global community. So okay. we help each other where we can. Okay, so that kind of talks a little bit. So, uh, so you know, a little bit into what you do for Laylee. So you're <clears throat> managing these people on the regional team that I speak with and work with and you're working with other clusters. Anything else that you kind of do in that aspect that would trickle down towards me at the farm level? I think it's looking at what's what's new, what's coming, what's being updated. I mean, Horizon's a prime example. Horizon's always changing. Mm -hmm. um, the amount of data we're learning about the robots and how different management styles apply to the robots. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a community learning environment. So as this information comes in, we're we're looking at, well, how do we spread the word? How do we, how do we train? How do we develop somebody like yourself or somebody on the North American team? And more importantly, working with Lely Industries or Lely International, uh, the, the mothership, if you will, mm -hmm. and working with them to collaborate, develop, train, uh, back and forth, share information. So on good. So that's, that's good. That's good. Good to know. What What do you see is FMS from your point of view? How do you you know in this in the chair that you sit today? You were in the previous a different chair a few years ago. Um, but now in the chair that you're today, where do you see the Laylee side of FMS and the dealership side of FMS? Because those two, in my opinion, are very different. You know, um, they're, they're similar, but they yet they're yet different, right? Yeah, they they are, and, they, and really the the separation factor or differentiator really is contact time with the end producer. Right. So, yep. So at the dealer level. You know, I view FMS as that advisor that pulls on a farm and supports farm that are on the automated journey. So whether it's milking, feeding, calf raising, nutrient management, however you want to slice it with Lely Automation, they're serving it in an advisor capacity to support the farms to meet their goals that they want to see. Whether that's maximizing output, maximizing efficiency, maybe both. Mm -hmm. That's where I see FMS as another tool in the toolbox to support a farm. At the dealership level, how at about the, at, 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 how about at your guys's level? At our level, I I believe it's training and supporting the dealership levels. Mm -hmm. So if you think about, I compare it to like the nutrition company. You have the guys out grinding, pulling in driveways, dealing with customers, and then you have like your technical service support. Yeah, yeah. Department. And that's how I view it, you know, that, that one-off question or maybe a really big or special project going on, um, supporting that, um, you know, because everyone at the dealerships at a different, different level of maturity. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's a little more support, a little more on the farm where I'm training and developing. And then there's others where it's more or less like a hotline call. Like, hey, right. this, what do you guys think? Can you log in with me? so on and so forth so, yeah okay um and fms is a role globally correct yes correct and are um what are you seeing happening with the fms position either at the dealership level or the Laylee level around globally talking to your counterparts from other clusters you know your managers from other clusters what are you guys seeing are you guys seeing it being more widely accepted at the at the at the farm level and those people being more trusted or do you see is it still becoming a um 
kind of a challenge there or are they becoming more part of the actual farm network kind of deal? I see the trust growing. I think one of the big differentiators from our from competitors, if you will, mm -hmm. is that farm support. When a farm puts that capital outlay to invest in automation, we're more than just startup, like getting it turned on and this is how you do it and good luck. No, right. that's not that's not Lely FMS approach. And I think early on, a lot of it was startup based. Everyone was, you know, how do we turn these things on? How do we how do we adjust our management to that? But moving forward to where we're at today into the future, how do we how do we help these farms become better? So I think it, it's way more than just startup. It's a, it's really a partnership. So you, you, you talked about um, going into the future. So how do you see the FMS advisor working with the other farm consultants that the farms already have nutritionists veterinarians reproductive specialists that they might have from their semen company that how do, how do you see that role and and do you have some examples of farms farms that are utilizing those uh, us fmsers in a more than just a hotline version of stuff oh absolutely i i see them as a a compliment to the other consultants, just like you have a nutritionist and you had a vet show up at the same day on mm -hmm. the farm. They talk together. I see FMS in that same room mm -hmm. because if you think about, and I'm going to bring up Horizon again, the way we're managing cows data-wise, we have to be able to interpret that data and the the algorithms, the what what we're looking at, the modules that are available are constantly evolving as we learn things. And that's where Lely FMS is really strong at that because we keep everybody up to date. They're able to bring that message forth to the, the nutritionist, the vet, the banker, whom, whomever might be involved. A uh, couple examples I've seen, a uh, few of the larger herds that have adopted at their larger operations, monthly management meetings. You'll see ownership, management, nutrition, herd health, stud company and the fms person and sometimes even the tss which is the the technical maintenance guys mm -hmm. involved there of how do things look the past 30 days what's in store short term medium term long term goals goal setting that's that's really interesting to to hear you know we we're a fairly new new uh Lely center out here but we're growing rapidly so it's it's kind of you know trying to find where our feet fit in, the, in this and get our feet wet and all of this and where we fit in the, in those um, conversations on the farms. We've had farms that are being very um, welcoming to us, to myself and in, in getting involved in more just past, even past the startup phase, like we talked about a little bit earlier. So it's kind of nice. It's part of the reason I kind of did this is get back closer to the farm, right? We're, we're on the farm. We're dealing with the cows. We're dealing with the, with, with, not just ownership, but we're dealing with all the employees on the farm as FMS, you know, talking to them about how we can help their lives and stuff, make things better. Like you talked about horizons made a big change over the last year and a half or so. But, um, one of the things that, um, that we always see when we're, we're changing paradigms, right? This, this going on automated milking is, is changing a paradigm. Um, what do you see? You know, being someone that's been on that side for, and it sounds like you've been with Laley for about six years or so, but we've been, you know, been in other in the industry for a lot longer than that. What do you see as the biggest challenge in 
with automated milking, not just like going to it, but actually once you're milking cows in a robot, what's the, you know, you, you can kind of kind of talk about both maybe, you know, what's the biggest challenge going to automated milking and what's the biggest challenge once you're milking cows in an automated system? I think it's the same challenge on both sides once you're looking at it and even after you adopt it. It's, it's not the argument, can a robot milk a cow? It's how are we going to manage these cows? And that in itself, I mean, every farm runs different, no matter right. what. Yep. It's how much of a change in management do I have to do to adopt this new technology? And that, that can be a challenge, especially if maybe there's another consultant involved, a nutritionist that doesn't fully understand a a bank that doesn't understand uh, whomever it might be so there, there's a lot of education that has to go on with that now don't get me wrong some farms have been great and their can and their advisory staff open-minded quick to learn and there's others that this is the way i want to do something well that sometimes that doesn't always align with how automated technology works right some. no i, I yep yeah, i could see that's good that's a very good point i do think that you it, it is um you you hit a nail on the head for me there too. It's talking about that the biggest challenge once you're once you're actually milking the cows in the robot is is how you're going to manage that now because you used to manage everything as a whole group now versus now you're managing on a cow by cow basis right and doing things on a cow by cow. But you don't lock up you know in California our pens are two hundred three hundred cows. You don't lock up 300 cows at a time anymore, for, even for vet day. You don't, you just don't do it. They're all waiting there for you. You cut your time, you know, those kind of things. So you're just adjusting the management and having that openness to to do that and see where you can make those adjustments is is huge. And it, but it can be a challenge because, you know, some of our farms have been doing this for 20, 30, 40 years, right? They've been doing the same thing for that time. So trying to change can be, can be a difficult, but change is good, right? Yeah. Change is good. So on the, the other side of that, what from a from a not from a Laley side, but from, you know from what you see working with 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 these farms, what do you think is the best thing about automated milking? You know, for me, I look at it from what it does for the cow and and the people around the cow. I I would say, I mean, I could think of numerous things here. Uh, you could lump it all into freedom in a way. So okay. can you can you elaborate a little bit on that? So if you think about working in the people aspect of it, we can do task-based working in Horizon. So really define what an employee is supposed to do, where an employee is supposed to be at a certain time, and freedom for the animal. Eat when she wants, lay down when she wants. Uh, with automated milking, automated feeding, you learn a ton about animal behavior in a body. And I mean, yeah. I challenge anyone visit and visit a robot dairy and tell me how quiet it is. What you, you can't do? even tell, you can't even tell that cows are being milked. Cor you correct. Know? You can't. And, and you're able to see the outliers very quickly. Um, we, we manage the exception. We're not managing pens anymore. Yeah. So, you know, the animal care can greatly improve because we're making the, the biggest benefit is smart decision-making because the data isn't necessarily manual entry. It's mm -hmm. daily meat, daily milk, but information by quarter, animal health, up to the minute. 
and it's it's a beautiful thing because now as a manager you can make quicker decisions on what you want to do yeah you know versus you know getting milk weights once a month from your dhi right you know now you're getting you're getting every single milking you're getting a change from every milking you're getting you know she might show up four times that day and get milk the next day she only comes one what well, what's going on you know you, you can kind of there's a lot of there is a lot of data that is being handled there and it's not just entering a hey, the cow's data right it's like it's all there for you at your fingertips if you if you wish to utilize it right um so that you know in that aspect it, it, there's a lot there i agree with you with the freedom part of it I, I look at it from a cow you know you just go some you go to a, a, a robot dairy that's been in operation for probably at least six months to a year right you know those first it's still kind of kind of a a learning process for people and cows at that time trying to get everything figured out specifically out here on, on the west coast it takes us a little bit longer just because we're to get it we're, we're doing phased startups because you know if we got guys we're not gonna we just can't get you know like 20 robots done at once and and if the if they're if they are four of them done already why are we, why are we going to wait for the 20th one to be done to kind of start milking but so we're you know doing four or three kind of deals starting them and then doing the next pen and stuff so it takes a little bit longer in that aspect but once those things are kind of going for a while you go into a pen these cows are very curious about you they're curious what you're doing they're just kind of roaming around you see cows laying down all the time you see cows eating all the time you see cows getting milk all the time so they're not you know in this pattern of like okay it's time for everybody to get up when the feed truck goes by kind of even on the robot farms that do not have like a vector i i notice it that they when the feed truck goes by they don't all get up like you would you would in a typical conventional farm they some of them get up and they go eat and then go go get milk lay down and then later so there's just cows doing something the same at this at all the times so it's it's kind of neat to see but i agree with your comment about you can't even hear cows being milked on a robot facility no, that that's still the hardest thing for me to accept. I, I not even accept probably the wrong word, but it's just so to believe to, to believe, right? Yeah. You, I agree with you. I, I remember growing up, you know, you growing up, we would be in barns that had the, the vacuum pumps that were screaming, right? Just screaming. And then, and then we evolved and went to these variable, variable pumps that were a lot quieter and you can kind of, and so it was like, even then you're like, Oh wait, is this thing on kind of deal? You walk into the barn you know, as a kid or young teenagers, like, uh oh, they're not cows aren't being milked because the vacuum's not. You can't hear the vacuum pump. Well, now it's like you walk onto these robot facilities, you can't hear anything. You're like, oh god, what's going on? <laughs> but no, everything's working as can be, and they're operating operating well. Um, another thing is like, so like I brought up at the beginning of, the, of this conversation last week was the Laley Care Conference, um, and for a few days that we all got together. Can you explain a little bit? what is behind the care conference and why you guys have the care conference uh maybe a little bit about you know how often that is planned because i believe last year was the first one um but you've had similar things in the past correct correct so previously we had like an fms conference a tss which is technical service support an afs which is aftermarket support which is more of your milk quality, consumable, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. and, and really that, the concept of the CARE Conference came together a couple of years ago to bring in the dealership staff that fills those roles because they are the CARE team. They're caring for the farm, the producer, mm -hmm. the cows. Let's make sure, you know, think of it as a cow walks into a milking robot. When she walks into the robot, 
how she will, when she walks in the robot, that's FMS. When she's in the robot, having that ideal milking occur and at 100%, that's TSS to make sure the machine's doing it right. Mm -hmm. And as she's leaving, being post-sprayed, and she's <clears throat> got the right coverage with quality milk, that's AFS. And we're, it, it's a big cycle. Right. So the, <clears throat> the idea came together to have this conference and we do it all together. Well, like I said earlier, with information changing all the time, wanting to keep our dealers up to date and their staff, we have it annually. And there's a mm -hmm. certification process. So as the attendees come, they have to do testing at the end. Hey, let's make sure you guys retain something. And on worst case scenario, you know where we're storing the information as a reference for you guys. So it's a... yeah chance to get together and a chance for dealers to meet with other dealers too. That's I think that was a, I think that was a big value to last week. I, I agree is, is getting to talk to with a lot of FMS, other FMS people from across the country. I mean, I've talked to a lot of them via text um, over the last two years, but to getting to fate, putting names to faces and sitting down and talking about things that they've been doing over the years. Um, I think I'm one of the younger, uh, shorter term not i wouldn't say younger but shorter term fmsers on there but um so getting to talk to people with a lot more experience is always valuable in 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 my opinion and it was uh, i got a lot out of it so hopefully you know we can uh, make next year work to go to um and continue to grow in that aspect too mm -hmm. So today, that's pretty much all I've got for today. I appreciate your time and in, in, in talking about how you see FMS going and for the future and globally and how, how it works from from the Laley side. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add to, to today? I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, since we're talking about FMS, FMS is the trusted advisor today and the trusted advisor of the future. I mean, the farms have invested in the technology and that's the role and scope of the fms person to to be that advisor to make sure everything's running like the farm expects it to and more very well put very well put well thank you again steve um and thank you for your time thank you for your support in in showing up and being on today um and thank you for um last week organizing that um this might not air right exactly as a week but just know that it was a week before we recorded. Um, and if there's any, if there's, there's nothing else today, I appreciate you coming on and thank you for joining us today on TDR's Dairy Automation Talks. Thanks for having me.